Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Could it be that some of you are not acquainted with the story of Rudolph? Well, pull up an ice block and lend an ear. Rudolph did a nose ring dead. Had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glowed. Santa can't object to you now. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far. From now on, gang, we won't let Rudolph join in any reindeer games, right? What I'm trying to say is, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It will be an honor, sir. (laughs) Now, two people who have never played in any reindeer games. It's Bob and Sherry. And welcome. I'm going to give you all the jingle stick right off the bat here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I have a question I would like to ask you all. I can't figure this out. I know I know it's me. It's always me. Um, but there, there are certain things that, you know, might need to be done around the house. Uh, I might need to get a stain out of a driveway or cut back my flower bed because the flowers are dying because it's approaching winter and all that. My wife was away for three days visiting her daughter. who just got a brand new apartment and Mary was helping her set it up and seeing one of her friends. And I get things done when she's not away. Now, it's yes. it's not like. You know, when she's here, she's saying, you're not going out there in that flower garden, mister. No, she's not doing that. I just seem to accomplish less when she's around. And I really have the same amount of hours that I can be doing things. But just knowing that she's in there and I'm not, you know, kind of involved with her in some small way, I do less now, I, you know, taking the recycling to the dump, you know, I can do that. Certain things I can do. But really things that um, have got to get done, like the painting of the railings in the back of the house. I can't do that while she's around. I don't know why. Am, I think is I this just this. me? Is it me? No, th- no, or, or no. Do other no, people have me. that? I, what is this? It is me. I think Where I understand you? it. I think that because I suffer from it, too, and clearly Lamar does. You feel this obligation to be the headline act for your wife. Now, she would very much like you to go outside and paint a fence for an entire day, but you can't really believe that. 
you feel like I should be available in case she would like to have a conversation or be entertained or amused in some way. I Here's what you're thinking. I should be available to meet her needs, which she didn't do to you. You did to you. Just like I did it to yeah, me and Lamar did it to sense. Lamar. And so okay, here, we're, take- we're, we're hypervigilant and on duty when they're around. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then when they leave, it's like, whew, all right, now I can do all the things I want to do that need to get done without having to worry about being available and attentive. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, yeah. All right, I, yeah, I'm, I a little so. I'm, I'm a little different from that. My thing uh-huh. is I'm like the cat that brings the rat up on the uh, porch, okay? Uh-huh. When Carla has me a list, I can never get that done while she's here. Cause she's always on me. How about the list? How about the list? How about the list? You yeah. Know? And then yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't do it right or whatever, but if she goes out of town, like if she has to travel for a couple of days or if she's just gone for the whole day, I yeah. jump out and I paint something and I do all the stuff I could possibly think of because when she comes home, there's a lot been done. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. I like to have it done while she's gone. I don't like to do it while she's here. Right. So but right. yeah, I had to paint some stuff on the back deck. It's been three yeah. or four weeks ago. She left for the day. I painted all that stuff. She hadn't even seen it yet because she was only about painting it for like three months. Okay. Yeah. So eventually yeah. come Christmas time, she's going to go, you need to paint that. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? And it'll already be painted. Yeah. I like to do let it. Let me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Lamar, we are so wonderful that to not be accessible to them would be hurtful? Oh, selfishness. Hello. It's pure selfishness Hello. to be. Yes. Hey, listen, you had yeah. me at We're Wonderful. You had me right there. I'm, yeah. I'm on the train. I'm on the train, yeah. Bob. I'm on the train. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Don't deprive them. Don't deprive no. them of our energy, no. our smile. No. Right? No, no. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sherry's I awful agree. quiet right now, I've noticed. <laughs> Um, well, you know, some of us aren't so blessed as to have the two, the, the two Mr. Wonderfuls painting their There's porch, only two okay? of us. There's only yeah, two of us. That's right. Mr. <laughs> Wonderful. That's me. I'm so I'm hypervigilant. Glad, I'm, I'm so yeah. hypervigilant and caretaking and service oriented that honest to God, the only way I ever can relax is when I am completely alone. And that is pathological and I know it. But I am so like I am forever on the edge of the diving board waiting for someone to need something from me, which is not a good way to live. And you're the same. No, Bob. it's not. Yeah, I know. It's got. But what, what's the deal with you? I mean, I'm I'm just neurotic. But what's the deal with you? Um, the sheriff goes out in the uh, garage or the driveway or wherever the hell he goes. And he's doing his own thing. So I don't understand that. Mary, on I the other hand, is is leading a pet parade in the house or, you know, whatever. I was um, raised and conditioned to be of endless service. And it is the only way that I feel I have any value. And that is F, that is the realization acquired after years of therapy. That's what's wrong with me. And it I is think an it's exhausting true, and terrible you. way to live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is true. So you go through therapy and, and you just threw away a couple of thousand dollars. You, you couldn't, you couldn't um, come up with something. You just identified it, couldn't fix it. Well, I'm yeah. working on it. I mean, okay. I'm working huh. on it. Okay. All right. But okay, good. Um, Very good. I've noticed that the people in my life 
in every corner of my life get real salty if I don't deliver what they're expecting. Because that's what they're used to. That's what they're used to. Not in the wonderful corner. Me and Bob's in the wonderful corner. We're talking. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're as I speak, I'm, I'm looking at Lamar yeah. through a window. He's talking into a headset, and he's blowing my driveway. Thank you. Yeah, that's Thank right. You. Exactly. It's wonderful. Exactly. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, guys. I'm Sergeant Kevin Blystone, uh, currently deployed to Eastern Europe with 427FA out of Fort Bliss, Texas. I want to give a shout-out to my family back in South Carolina and just say I love you guys and that I hope you're doing well. Enjoy the holidays. Here's Bob and Sherry. A group of people who were not happy with their working situations got together and they posted a series of signs uh, online that directly address working conditions in certain jobs. Like there's a billboard that was put up by um, some sort of a labor company, I guess. If the salary is so competitive, why don't you tell me what it is? And I think a lot of people have been in that situation, right? If it's so competitive, why don't you just tell me? You know, it's competitive, right? This is the sign I want to talk about. And, and we're not going to get into uh, disgruntled workers here. I, I just want to read this sign. Why is it easier to believe 150 million Americans are lazy rather than 400 Americans are greedy? Uh I, I just think that's that is one a of the very, very dude, interesting reflection. That's one of the best tricks the devil ever pulled off. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. So what, I, what I'd like to talk about briefly here is I'm, I'm looking at the word lazy. And I thought about that. And I went, all right, well, there's not 150 million lazy Americans in this country. There's no way. But I do know about six or seven truly lazy people. I had one of them, and you know who she is, Sherry. Um, you don't know her well, but you know her. And she just came. I called her up. I have a lot of female friends that I've never been involved with romantically, but we're just, you know, we're friends. And I love this person. And I hadn't talked to her in a long time. And I called her up, and I said, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And she said, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm going to be doing this. And she was talking about re- relocating for a month to help a, a family member out. She said, you know, I'm going to do it. It's not easy for me because I am basically pretty lazy. As a matter of fact, I am very lazy. Now, when I have to get something done really quickly, I can get the steam up and get it done. But then I go right back to being lazy. And that blew my mind. That Well, that's honest, she, right? That it was honest. honest. It, she was very self-aware and reflective and I just thought to myself, if you know that, why wouldn't you want to change it, you know, and make too lazy some to sort? I guess that's hard. <laughs> that's a lot of Dude, work to change it. But but it's to, so to, to go through life saying that my my what was my purpose in life? Laziness. And I know another person that's the same way, not quite as much. She's more energetic. Um, but basically, as far as getting some stuff done, whether it's for the family or or working or whatever, very lazy. I know about six or seven of these folks. And as somebody who's, you know, all of us who are on this show, <laughs> you know, didn't come from a lot. Um, and so we had to, you know, really strike out pretty fast and hard as young people. The concept of being lazy, despite the fact that this is what I do for a living. Um, is so foreign to me. 
And I, I live and am married to a woman who is the absolute opposite of laziness. She started two businesses from scratch, raised kids as a single mom. She is very industrious. I just don't, I just don't get it. Well, I don't think that lazy people are troubled by their laziness because they're extremely relaxed and enjoying yeah. themselves very much. <laughs> so you're troubled by it. You think, and I know who you're talking about. Oh my God, I can hear her saying it. Um, you're troubled by it, right? You think, well, don't, why don't you want to be more industrious or whatever, energetic it's or whatever. Shocking. Yeah, it's kind of shocking. But, but can, really. I, can I tell you, she's someone who can pour herself an iced tea and sit out on the deck and watch the leaves fall from the tree and be completely at ease. She does that. We can't do that. I know. I mean, yeah, she's never told me that. that specifically, but she does that. Yeah. Yeah. That's something And then I know another do. one, you know, her husband, uh, they, they went broke and uh, he lost his job and he's got a, you know, a job not as good and they have kids in college and she's not going out to help out at all. She, she doesn't do anything except her book club and a few other things. But it's like, that's kind of your job, buddy. Good luck to you. Rather than saying, you're not going to get a job, you know, over at the jewelry store, you know, four days a week or something to pay for groceries this week. That is what my wife would do if I went broke. You know, if she wasn't working, let's say she was um, a full-time uh, housewife, she would, she would so quickly get a job to help my mother did that when my father went broke she went back after 20 years to become a dental hygienist and yet at the end at the end of it um these people that have enjoyed the sunsets and the rainbows and the sight of a bunny rabbit twitching its whiskers in the grass you think they're not richer than those of yeah. us who have worked ourselves into dust are I don't know if they're richer. They're probably going to live longer, though. I don't mean richer materially. No. Yeah. Richer That's lives. not what I mean. Is it a richer life, though, really, when you didn't make a contribution? Oh, these lazy people, they contribute. Yeah. They just don't contribute at your level. Yeah. They got to eat. I think they're, they're on to something. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. they're on to something. I do. Uh, maybe so. All right. Well, we have morons in the news, and I'll tell you what. These folks are not lazy. They're crazy. No. And it's straight ahead. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron. With morons in the news. Uh, 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 just a little heads up to all the morons that might be somehow passing by our way today. The police are very serious people. They take it very serious when they put up a, a marked area for an investigation. They take their squad cars very, very seriously. Listen to this. There was a gunshot and a woman caught a bullet in Richmond, Virginia. So the cops showed up and they take the tape and they put up the barricades because they're going to do, a, you know, an assessment of what was going on. A guy takes his SUV and drives right through the police barrier. The SUV missed the cruiser by inches, fishtailed as it neared officers investigating the scene. Quote, obviously we have the entire scene blocked off with crime scene tape, Richmond Police Chief Rick Edwards said. Many marked police cars, lights flashing, and this guy drives right through, almost hitting some of the officers. 
we were able to stop that person and we'll be charging him appropriately. Police said they identified him as Isaiah Bates and uh, the pursuit, he took off after uh, being stopped. The pursuit afterwards was eluding police. That is a very serious charge. It is a felony. The chief police said, you can go to prison for that. Uh, Once the driver stopped on Broad Creek Boulevard, he would not comply with police orders. And as a result, they tased him and turned two canine dogs on the guy. He was then fighting the police dogs, which, my friend, you won't win. You won't win. And uh, he's going to be charged with assaulting a police dog on top of everything else that he did. Folks, you're not Bonnie and Clyde. You're not going to get away for a little while. You got to just give it up. Not to sound like someone's dad, but I think we should be teaching civics in school again so that people understand how the police work. (laughs) I know. I know. Now, this is one you've never heard before. 8,000 minks were released from Stahl Fur Farm in Sunbury, Pennsylvania, presumably by animal activists. Jerry Kreps, 49, said, I saw this adorable little guy who looked like a ferret eating a plastic baggie because there was food remains in it, Kreps said. I was like, hey, this little guy, he can't be eating that. That's going to hurt him. So I tried to get the plastic bag away from him. He immediately regretted that decision. He started lunging at me, looking at me like, give me back my bag. I want to eat my freaking bag, Crip said. I tried to not kick him, but to kick at him, to let him know I'm bigger than you. Crip says, I have a neurological disease that gives me weak ankles and weak wrists. I rolled Hmm. my ankle and fell and broke my wrist. I know they told us to stay away from these things. They're mean. They don't want to be approached by humans. Well... I screwed around, and I found out. I fell over, broke my wrist like a little kid. He went back to his bag, and I called my girl and said, come get me. My wrist is broken. So my advice to you is don't go getting yourself hurt just to help out a cute little fuzzy animal. You should not approach one if you see one, Dr. Beverly Shaw, a veterinarian and partner at the fur fur farm said, especially when they're cornered. They can be aggressive. They are carnivorous, so getting bitten is a possibility. Nobody should approach them, she said. But if you find one of them, you can bring it to Sunbury Animal Hospital. Well, wait a minute. Don't tell me this thing's going to kill me and say, but if you happen to find one. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. No. Stay away that from jumped the out at me, too. Yeah, yeah but y'all, not for nothing, the mink has watched its entire family for generations be turned into coats, and now you want to take its Doritos, too? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You monster. You monster. All right, today's moron of the day is a 35-year-old man in Vietnam who, for the last five months, has been struggling with not just extreme severe headaches, but with vision loss, and he had all this, like, fluid leaking out of his nose it was terrible mm, so they took him to the hospital and he's like i can't i can't live like this and um doctor said well have you been in an accident of any kind and his family member said the only thing we can think of is he was in a brawl he had had too much to drink and he got into a fight and he got punched in the head maybe he's got a head injury 
So they took him in and they scanned him and he did have a head injury. He had chopsticks rammed up his nose and lodged in his brain. What? Chopsticks. What? (laughs) How did he just forget about that part of the fight? Alcohol. Um, He was real, Uh, real drunk when the two chopsticks... Um, I it sounds like he was drinking and he put the chopsticks up his nose. Maybe like he was walrus. pretending to be a walrus. walrus? And then yeah, a fight ensued classic. and the yeah. and the chopsticks went up his brain and for 5 solid months he's been walking around with chopsticks in his skull. And if you're wondering, but Bob and Sherry, do you have the x-rays? Yes, we Yay! do. Yo. And and I just I'm gonna put it on Facebook right now on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. Um, he had to have a neurosurgical emergency surgery. He's gonna be fine, by the way. He's gonna be absolutely fine, full recovery. Um, hey, you, you know, if you're be wondering, honest. What if do you were the surgeon, look. Yeah. If you, if you were the surgeon, just before he he's put under, would you not be tempted to say, would you like to choose from item three or? Uh, <laughs> Hey, good news is he breathes better than he's ever breathed before. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope he gets something out of it. Dang. These are wild images. It looks like, if you're wondering, yeah, it looks like he's got chopsticks in his skull. It's wild. <laughs> Y'all, watch your drinking this festive season, yeah. and don't be putting right. stuff up your nose. Are you too? No. Stop it. It's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry Show, everyone knows that Bob Lacey is the self-proclaimed mayor of Christmas Village because of his great Christmas spirit. I've just decided not to send out Christmas cards. Bob, Bob, Bob. Well, the mayor of Christmas Village wants Bob and Sherry listeners all over the land to get all the presents this year. Of course, Bob won't actually be buying the gifts. Bob, Bob, Bob. But you already knew that. Presenting the 12 Days of Christmas. We'll select one lucky listener to win a Bob and Sherry swag box, since Bob's not actually paying for it. Bob, Bob, Bob. We're just going to grab a few things off the shelf and send them to you. There are water bottles, coffee mugs, grocery bags, beach balls, pens, keychains, and more. A lot of stuff you can buy at the Bob and Sherry store at BobandSherry.com. It's a 12 Days of Christmas celebration. Bob Lacey style. Just enter at the contest page at bobandsherry.com. Hi, I'm a specialist Abby Zimmerman. I'm on rotation here with 48 BAB to Poland. I'm from Nuego, Michigan. Uh, I'm a 12 Bravo combat engineer. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Here's Bob and Sherry. Sherry, I have got the app for you. It's a Ooh. cat language app. You can finally let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> you record meows and attempts to identify the meaning, the meaning it understands what's going on. The eventual aim is to develop a collar that will translate the sound and instantly reveal the message using a human voice through a small speaker. There are going to be 13 phrases in the app's vocabulary so far, including stroke me, I'm hungry, I'm happy, or leave me alone. Okay? It's thought that cats don't really share a language... It. So, so the, in the app's translation, it differs with each profile. So you have to record your cats, and then you label the sounds, 
And then once the app understands what happens after that sound, then when your cat makes that sound, it'll be like, I'm happy. I'm hungry. Get away from me. I'm scared, you know. And so you can communicate with your cat. When is this coming out? The only thing my cats ever say is, you going to eat that? You going to eat that? You going to eat that? But I'd still (laughs) like to know for sure. I think probably with most cats, the most popular phrase will be, leave me alone. Leave me yeah. alone. Not mine. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. not Pet mine. Pet me for about three seconds and then leave me alone. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Mine are like, love me, love me, love me. Are you going to eat that? Love me. <laughs> if this has any success whatsoever, no matter how minute, can you imagine how many cat people will buy this? Oh, oh, I'm right. I'm first in line. Yes. I mean, you know, I wish of all I the sicknesses and stuff we've got, this is what we're working on. If we can get the cat yeah. to talk to us, we are <laughs> yeah. in business. It's true. It's true. I love it. Well, I love it. Bring it on. Open. Keep your eyes open. And, hey, and for the latest breaking medical news, check with us. This <laughs> is Bob and Sherry. Here Hey, thanks for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever checked out the Bob and Sherry podcast? In our latest episode, Happy Underdog Day, we take a look at some of December's other holidays. And we also take you inside Kolagard. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the podcast. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Andy Woodhull. I rescued a dog during this whole thing that was popular. A lot of people got dogs from the shelters. I did a different kind of rescue. I rescued a dog from my ex-wife. That's what I did. (laughs) It's a more complicated rescue, but we got it done. She's a golden retriever. She's very cute. Her name is Darwin. I love her so much. Uh, And it is a girl, which lots of people have a tough time with. And they say, Darwin is a boy's name. And then I say, it's also a dog, so, you know, we could all calm down about it, I think. Right? She can't even talk. How will we ever know what gender she identifies as? I can tell you this, if you call her a good boy, she'll wag her tail. And I normally... Never correct people if they misgender my dog. It doesn't matter to me. uh, All dogs are boys and all cats are girls until proven otherwise. That's what I think. Cartoon going on up here. And I normally never correct people. But I took her into the vet. And the vet's office is different nowadays. Nowadays, you're not allowed to go into the vet office. Now you go into a parking lot. And then a masked man comes out and takes your dog away from you. And then an hour later, you get a call with some ransom demands. Just a stranger claiming to be a veterinarian will call you up and be like, hey, if you ever want to see this dog again, it's going to be $1,500. And we need some of her poop in two weeks. 
Levent was going over the checkup. He kept saying, he has a cracked tooth. He is overweight. He kept referring to my dog, Darwin, as a he. And I finally interrupted him, and I said, listen, I don't, I don't want to be a know-it-all here, but I don't think the examination was as thorough as it needed to be. <laughs> you missed some real veterinarian one-on-one stuff. I don't know how you missed it, to be honest with you. She loves tummy rubs. She's always putting it out there. Sometimes she's getting tummy rubs from strangers on the street. I'm like, Darwin, put your girl business away. Not everyone wants to see it. <laughs> he convinced me that I should get her a rattlesnake vaccine. Rattlesnake vaccine. He said, you live in California, you want to go on a hike, you got to get a rattlesnake vaccine. A lot of snakes out here. And I got it for her because I love her. I want her to be safe. Uh, I'm not one of these crazy anti-rattlesnake vaxxers that you hear out there. It's not me. I don't buy into that. <laughs> My buddy is my buddy's like, don't get it, dude. It came out too soon. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, rattlesnake's been around for a long time, so it's probably okay. He said it might change her DNA into what? A cat? That'd be cool. I'm a dog guy, but if my dog became a cat, that's a good story. I don't even care the most, the biggest one, I don't even care if they put a microchip in it. So what? If there's a microchip in it, she's already got another one with my address on it. So who cares? Load her up with microchips. Make this dog half laptop, as far as I'm concerned. My iCloud's full. Could I get some storage on this thing? It's mostly pictures of her anyway. So I got her the rattlesnake vaccine, but then I started thinking to myself, how I go on all the same hikes that she goes on, and I don't have a rattlesnake vaccine. No one's even mentioned it to me. I don't, is dog medicine that far beyond human medicine? Or did my doctor just take a look at me and be like, we don't gotta worry about hikes with this guy. This is an indoor human right here. I bet if he snuck out, he'd probably just be on the front porch shivering until you let him back in. It has changed the dynamic when we go on a hike though. For it's changed the dynamic. Sometimes she gets tired and she starts lagging behind me. I'm like, nah, -uh, that's not how we do it anymore. You stay out front. You're the first line of defense. <laughs> the snakes are trying to get me. That is Canadian. Andy Woodhull. Did you know that they had a rattlesnake vaccine for dogs? I did I not. I didn't know that. I've never heard of it for mine. Never heard of it. Yeah. I guess because, you know, there aren't any rattlesnakes in my backyard. The vet never brought right. it up for ours. We'll get Andy posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Cherry. Hey, I'm Sergeant Ramsey Svega. I'm currently deployed in the Baltic States with Alpha 3265. I just wanted to say thank you very much to my mother and my father. You guys have supported me more than you could ever know throughout this mission. Uh, it means a lot to me that you guys keep in close contact with me and just keep me warm with all your love. And I also want to give my best wishes to my little brother. I know you just had a son. And um, I wish you and JJ the best. I hope you guys are doing well. I love you guys to pieces. Here's Bob and Sherry. So most of us love this joyous time of the year, but some folks, you know, really struggle with the holiday blues. So therapists have announced some things that you can do if you're struggling with the holiday blues. Here's the first one. Connect with others who feel the same way. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to bring another depressed person in? And now there are two or three of us and we've all got the holiday blues. I don't want that. I want to be around somebody like Lamar. I mean, 
this time of the year, Lamar's Christmas tree could catch on fire and he would get a stick and a marshmallow and make the best of it. You know what I mean? That's that's yep. who you need to be around. Uh, yep. They say journal about what is worrying you the most about the mm. holidays and what you need to do to make the season better. Well, what I'm worried about is the amount of money it costs and what I need is more money. So I don't, I don't know how that works. Make post-holiday plans. That sounds expensive too to me. You know, where, where am I? Where am I going again after dropping all this money on grandchildren and it, kids? It doesn't have to be plans that include travel. If the holidays, see, I disagree with a lot of these. I think if you're going through it, being around a bunch of people that aren't going through it can make you sadder. As opposed to being yeah. around someone that yeah. can go, yeah, this is good. this first Christmas without your mom or whatever yeah. it is, is yeah. going to be hard and letting you feel your feelings. Making plans might be, man, the, the holidays are brutal, but I'm going to throw um, a January credit card bill burning party. Yeah, or, or a party. Something yeah, to look party. forward to that is different, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they go on to say, use the holiday season as an excuse to reach out to somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. Well, if you haven't spoken to that person in a while, you're probably pissed off at him. Why would I reach out and, you know, <laughs> want to bring somebody back in that I'm having issues with to begin oh, with? Oh, yeah, yeah. The people I like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk to him. Uh, boost the quality of the interactions you do have. How do you do that? How do you, I mean, it's it's got to come naturally, doesn't it? The quality of the interactions. Maybe uh, put your phone down and really listen to the other person. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that. And uh, finally, fill your house with sound. Like what? Oh, I'm that. depressed. Sobbing? Sobbing is what that. I'm going to fill my house with? <laughs> Play some upbeat Merry Christmas music, maybe. Well, I, you know what? I made I made that suggestion years and years ago on this very show. Uh, what was the song, Sherry, that I said I banned from my house? Um, was it "Have Yourself oh, a Merry Little Christmas"? Christmas? I'll be home. Or, That's yeah, the one. That one. I'll be home yeah. for Christmas if only in my only freaking in my dreams. dreams. Yeah, no. give me a break. It's just so much of a downer. I I do. I play Christmas jazz around the house, you know, and some upbeat stuff. Darlene Love. Something like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's There you go. There you go. It's funny. It's clever. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can hear that. Unless your grandmother just passed away. I I wouldn't want to do that. That wouldn't be good. Yeah, that would not be good. Good point on your part. So there you are. Uh, I'm just going to kind of go back on my old thing and say, if you are, you know, having kind of a blue Christmas, good luck to you. <laughs> Where's the jingle stick? I feel like I need. Yeah, yeah there you I go. Need I need a little there bit. It of is, that. Right there. Yeah. there it is. There it is. Good. Good luck to you. <laughs> this is Bob and Sherry. I'm Allison Lilliman with U.S. Army NATO in Sandbach, Germany. I'd like to wish my family in Colorado Springs happy holidays. I miss you guys, and I'll see you soon. Here's Bob and Sherry. Are we opening well, up Lamar's Christmas bag? Oh my goodness. Yes, we are. We are digging deep into the Christmas bag to pull out some great Christmas facts. Here's one. Germans believe it's bad luck to put up your tree before Christmas Eve. In order to avoid bad luck at Christmas, some Germans believe you should erect your Christmas tree no sooner 
then Christmas Eve, and maybe the 23rd if you want to push it, and you take it down no later than January the 5th, which is the 12th night. In some predominantly Catholic countries, Ireland, Italy, Argentina, etc., the tree goes up on Immaculate Conception Day, which is December the 8th, and it comes down on Epiphany, which is January the 6th. Some Catholics will extend that to Candlemas, which is February the 2nd. Now, here's my question. I can't imagine waiting until Christmas Eve. I'm sorry. I can't. Lamar, we had a caller. We had a caller whose family tradition was the Christmas tree went up after all the children went to bed on Christmas Eve and came down on December 26th. And if that was my family tradition, I would change it because that's a lot of work on Christmas Eve for just a day and a half. It if really I was is. doing that, I'll, I'll I'd have a Christmas tree hit. light dock. <laughs> the hit for the kids, though, if they have not seen it getting up, <sighs> especially if they're little, and all of a sudden there's this amazing tree there, I could see that actually working. I'm, I've never done that, but I don't want to take it down the next day. That, that seems insane. The tradition, I want to see it. The tradition in this Catholic's house is we take it down that holiday called the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. All right. The largest gingerbread house ever made was as big as a real house. Now, if you get one of those kits and you think it's a lot of trouble putting together a regular gingerbread house is hard, try making one that's big enough to walk into. November of 2013, a group from Traditions Club in Bryan, Texas, constructed a gingerbread house that was 160 feet long, 42 feet wide, and 10 feet tall. They made it with a wood base, and it took 1,800 pounds of butter, 7,200 eggs, 3,000 pounds of sugar, and 7,200 pounds of flour, and they used 22,000 pieces of candy to decorate it. I don't know what they did with it after they made it. <laughs> Say that again, Bob. <laughs> My ex wanted me to buy it. I, I, I've never mentioned that. It was one of our houses. All right, here's one you may not know. Christmas trees used to hang like chandeliers in Poland. If you see a tree hanging upside down from the ceiling and you're in Poland, this trend actually originated in medieval times. Legend goes that a Benedictine monk used a triangle shape of the inverted tree to explain the Holy Trinity to pagans. But the idea really took off in the 1900s in Poland with Prodrosiak, a custom where Polish people decorated the branches with fruit and nuts and ribbons and then hung the tree from the ceiling. They must have had cats. You think that might be it? Maybe that's why (laughs) they started that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've seen people do that. I, I thought it was just, you know, kind of, they were just... Being uh, weird. Being yeah. funny or weird, yeah. Americans spend nearly $2 billion with a B on holiday treats every year. Hmm. Think yeah, about that. That's, Christmas that sweets, right. $2 yeah, that billion. Right. That's a lot. Have you, wow. Have, have, you ever, have you ever had those, uh, I think they come from Vermont, those little sugar candies and they're shaped like a leaf or they're shaped like uh, a star or something like that. 
and they're they're uh, sort of tan colored and they're pure maple, sugar? maple, yeah. maple syrup sugar. Those and they're expensive. I mean, I don't know what they cost today. When I would get one of those packages in my stocking, it was like I hit the jackpot. It was so good and so sweet, and it will find every cavity in your mouth. And if I it don't, it'll one create some. I haven't had one of those in forever, Bob, but you're right. That is either. some amazing stuff. Yeah. I'd like to try that. I've never had something like that. I've never had that. Did we all talk about Mar- Mariah Carey's song, All I Want for Christmas is You? Yeah. Does everybody know that she wrote that in 15 minutes? I didn't know that. Wow. That was the, that was the best 15 minutes of that woman's life. Right. Holy smoke. In the same vein, most critics agree. That Paul McCartney's song is one his Christmas song is one of the worst Christmas songs ever written. Okay. But he receives every year four hundred thousand dollars in royalty for that song. Yeah, it's still played all over the place. Oh yeah, it's they still always play because yeah. it's I still McCartney. Hear it. I yeah, despise I it, and I feel guilty I like for it despising it because Paul McCartney's such a lovely human being and so talented. Yeah. Oh, God, do I hate that song, Lamar. You know what? I don't think it's the song as much as it is that weird production that's on that song. The production. Because we've had other people that have covered it that didn't use that weird production, and it's not nearly as offensive. We played a cover of it last Christmas. Yeah, we did an acapella version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and you're right. We all liked it a whole lot better. I think it is the production of it. Sherry, you probably come from the West too soon this year. Arizona has a 30-foot Christmas tree made of nothing but tumbleweeds. Oh, I would like to see that. It is 30-foot tall. It's made out of tumbleweeds. (laughs) It takes 1,200, 1,200 tumbleweeds to create the structure. And then it is covered in glitter and 20 gallons of flame-retardant stuff to keep it from catching on fire. That's what went through my mind. That sounds like a hazard. I know everybody thinks that this Christmas bag is empty, but it is not empty. (laughs) We will continue to have the Christmas bag, so stay tuned. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself for like three hours in a few nights. Um, Mary's Book Club is coming to our house. And she has had it with the selections. Like one of the members is a current retired colonel in the Air Force. And she had a book about World War II. Another woman had another book about uh, the Vietnam War. And Mary, she just doesn't want to read that stuff. And she got so fed up, she picked a book for her choice called The Stopover. And it's, it's very erotic. And she has suggested that everybody wear lingerie to the book club (laughs) that night and she's making some inappropriate um, pastries and she's got a little hat that has uh, a couple of things on it that you know I think you can guess what's on the hat and two of the ladies have said that they can't make it so they were uh, not totally comfortable with it and I said you want to rethink it she said no no I'm tired (laughs) of reading about Nazis we're going to loosen this group up a little bit. And she's getting uh, wine that has suggestive names to it. 
I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm going to be, what am I, holding up in the, in the bedroom over there all by myself for like three hours and I can hear them all laughing and everything. Suppose I have to use, well, we can use that bathroom, I guess. I don't know where I'm going to go. I can't, I can't go out for three hours. What am I going to do? Just sit at a, at a table alone in a restaurant? Go, go see Sleep. Killers of the Flower Moon. That'll burn oh, three yeah. and a half. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a very good idea. That is You've been wanting to see it, and you know Mary doesn't want yeah. to. This is I've your got to get out chance. before they come. I've got to get out before they come. I can't be answering the door. Oh, hi, uh, Vivian. You look, you look I like that teddy. Tonight. Yeah, I love that. I don't <laughs> this, is your, this is your perfect chance to go see that movie. This is it. Yeah, this might be right. the only chance you get that's this perfect. Yeah, I, I've got a good reason. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. It is Talkback Time. Now, if you have our app, it's free in Google Play or the Apple Store. You can use it to listen to the show and all of the podcasts, including Talking Lamar, Oddcast, and True Weird Stuff. You can text the studio. You can make us a little video and send it to us through the app. And I just want to give a special shout out to Wayne. I did enjoy that video, Wayne, but maybe just the one would be enough for me. Thanks, buddy. I've I've seen the Yule Log. Um, You can also tap the little microphone in the center of the screen and talk, and the app will do the rest. Or you can pick up the phone like people did in the olden times, you know, the 90s, and call us at 844-52-SHERI. That's 844-52-SHERI. Hey, Bobby Cherry. It's Brenda from Tennessee. I was listening to Bob talk about not liking tinsel on this tree for like the third day in a couple weeks. I've heard him talk about it. But I was wondering, what's it think about that old-fashioned angel hair that people used to stretch and put over the bulbs so it looked like they were kind of foggy, I guess? I think I liked it even less than tinsel. And I think tinsel's fine if you do it one string at a time. But if you throw it up there, it's nesting cooking. Anyway, that's my opinion for what it's worth. Y'all have a good day. I don't know if she hates me or likes me. I couldn't tell (laughs) by the uh, comments, but I love you. Thank you very much for uh, your comments. Hey, Bob, do you not find that when you can't tell if a woman hates you or loves you, you feel suddenly inspired to take her to dinner and buy her a house? Don't those (laughs) old habits die hard? Yeah, Absolutely, yes. We've got another one. Okay. Sherry, Max, Doc, and Lamar, I was just listening to you guys talk about soccer. I am honestly surprised that Sherry is not a fan of soccer. Have you seen soccer players? These really hot guys running up and down the field in short shorts. And sometimes when they win, they take their shirts off. Get you a bottle of wine and enjoy the show. And don't even get me started on rugby players. Uh, My life depended on it. I could not tell you anything about that sport. I have no idea how it's played, what the rules are. But rugby players? Mm, Hello. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. It was Oh, soccer. Yeah, soccer. Sherry. I'm surprised Sherry's not a fan of soccer. Seriously, get you a bottle of wine, watch you a soccer game. You will not be sorry. I'm um, not not a fan, you know, kind of like Lamar hates it. I don't understand yeah. the rules. But to yeah. be fair, I don't understand the rules of almost any sporty ball game. But you're right. Soccer players are very, very hot. The legs on a soccer player. Mm. The rugby the, players, uh, they're rough. They're rough, though. They're, they're very rough. rough. Yeah. They're the they bad are. boys like, of the football like games. Rugby, yeah. <laughs> Let's have another you, one. 
Good morning. I have two things. First off, Lamar, welcome, welcome. It's so nice to hear you there on a regular basis. I remember first hearing you as calling in when you were doing your beer truck runs and thinking to myself, oh, my God, we are related somewhere, must be, because your family stories sound like my family. (laughs) Other thing, you were talking about watching TV shows with your spouses. Never will forget my husband and I were watching Homeland together and season four came out and he started watching it without me and left me behind. I still have not forgiven him. Thanks so much. I really enjoy listening to the show. Merry Christmas. She should maintain that cold shoulder. Cold <laughs> oh, shoulder. Yeah. That's, That's a good right. idea. That's yeah. right. That's, That's good right. for a marriage. Is that uh, what, that is is that what marriage comes down to? Ultimately, is that what it comes down to? Just don't irritate the you-know-what out of the other person. You know, ap- oh, yeah. after a certain amount yeah. of years. Oh, God. I, I really do. I think that. I think if you can keep the irritation level, you've been with the same person for 20 years, right? You, you know everything about each other, hopefully, or mostly everything. And At that point, it's just don't irritate each other. Well, and also the the quicker you can learn to just completely ignore the things that do irritate you, that the other person is allowed to have and be. Like human beings are allowed to be who they are and like what they like and say stupid things or whatever. If you're going to be irritated and activated by every one of those, you're not going to make it. So you not only have to learn to let it go, you got to you got to learn how to just ignore it completely. I have seen your wife ignore you completely, Bob, and that is the secret of your happiness. I have seen her just completely glaze over when you go down one of your um, roads that she's not interested in, like, like, you know, radio stuff. Like she doesn't care. None of our spouses care about it. Right. I have seen her eyes glaze over and she disappears to a far off happy place. And that's the secret of marital success. I think. I don't know why I can't stop myself. We've talked about this before, bringing up a topic that as I bring it up, I know she has no interest in it, but I have to get it out of my mouth. She's the only one here. The show has been has been stopped for the day. And I am thinking about how I feel about John Fogarty harmonizing with uh, Dolly Parton. And I just want to say that these are the two, one of the two of the most unique American voices. And now they're together with as long as I can see the light, which is one of my favorite John Fogarty songs. And I, I'll go in there and she is, she has one eye cocked on me every once in a while, but she's still looking at TikToks. And at the end of my uh, observation, she'll go, huh. And that's I'll it. I'll tell you what, Bob, I'll tell huh. you what. Um, since it's the holiday season, the season of giving, here's what we're going to do next. We're going to play a little bit of that song and you're going to, you're allowed to get it out of your mouth and out of your system. And then we'll play a little something that Kevin is so tired of hearing about. And then we'll give Lamar a shot to get something out of his mouth that Carla's done with. What do you think? Would that make you feel better? Would that make you feel better? Yes, okay. you don't have to ask. So I have a feeling that coming up next on the Bob and Sherry Show is Dolly Parton, Aliens and Bacon. It's Bob and Sherry. Hi, this is Specialist Moses from Camp Humphrey, South Korea. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all my friends and family and wish a happy new year, Merry Christmas uh, to everyone back at home in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
God bless. Here's Bob and Sherry. All right, so just a couple minutes ago, Bob was saying that there are things that even though he knows his wife, Mary, doesn't want to hear. She's not interested. She's bored. She's heard a million times. If he can't get them out of his mouth, he will explode. And one of those things, and we can all relate, like there are some subjects that I tell you, I see the life go out of my husband when I bring them up. And I know it's the same for Lamar. <laughs> um, so Bob, this is, um, as Lamar said, this is a safe space for you to get it out of your mouth. What is it that you're dying to get married to pay attention to right now that she won't? I want her to understand how great a voice John Fogarty has. The power, the the emotion. He's just one of the greatest rock singers of all time. And he's a nice guy. And he's written some of the greatest rock songs in the last 50 years. And he teamed up with Dolly Parton on her new album, which is called Rockstar. And you know each voice it's Creedence Clearwater Revival's voice, John Fogarty, and Dolly Parton's voice. They're so distinctive. I just want her to hear this song, and here it is. Is that not an unbelievable? You're that right. Harmony? I, you are I'm 1,000 in. million really percent good. right. Thank you. That, Thank there are you. two voices. It goes beyond yeah. what I even imagined. And, and I'm yeah. sorry that I'm sorry that as soon as you bring it up, Mary goes deep, deep inside herself and t- shuts down all of her senses so she can ignore you. But we want to well, hear. I mean, we want to hear. Yeah, it's just listening to them, but it would be actually more entertaining to watch some guy on a skateboard crash into a uh, a wall on TikTok. You know, that, that's that's real there, entertainment. There is one subject that my husband is ready to jump off the roof if he has to hear it again. And excuse me for living, because we are in the middle of historic disclosure. Hit it, Max. Uh, sightings around the world. How can you not ask... What the hell is going on here? How can there be so many of them? What are they doing over North America, over the Atlantic Ocean, over the Pacific Ocean, over South America, over Europe, over Africa, over Asia? Everywhere you want to look, throw a dart on the map of the world, you're going to find an area where these UAP have been. Well, sorry, excuse me, that the universe is teeming with intelligent life and you don't care. How about you, Lamar? You know, every time I turn on a cooking show, Carla just gets up and walks out of the room. We can't even discuss it. Uh, And and this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Let me have it, Max. There's three things that I judge a good brisket by. What are they? Number one, (laughs) tenderness. Number two, smoky flavor. Number three, is it Beagle approved? Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, (laughs) you're going to learn something in this brisket video on how to do brisket right. See? Bye bye, Charlie. You're telling me that guy don't know how to cook a brisket? I can't learn nothing about him. Yeah, he you know, does. Here's, here's what I say to Carla when she starts going, Well, I get sick and tired. I say, Whoa, 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 whoa. Whatever you do, don't complain with your mouth full of juicy, <laughs> tender brisket. Ow! <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to try that, Lamar. Killer. I'm going to say, Oh, you tired of hearing about the aliens? Well, whatever you do, don't complain to me when the probe gets inserted, okay? I tried to warn you. Oh. <laughs>
I tried. I've done my part. Mm. I tell you, guys, I don't know what we have to do to get them to pay attention and care about it, what we feel. Do you think, is there any chance, as I sit here and reflect, that it could be us? No, no, no. No, 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 there's no, no way. That is, that is, that's crazy. Okay. Talk, what, are you man. crazy? Just checking. No, hey, all. straight no. ahead. Straight ahead. How to tell if you have a pure heart. It's next. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. I cannot believe this. So everybody's heard the expression to be pure of heart. You know, to have a pure heart. Every once yeah. in a while, you'll meet, and it's. I think it's kind of rare, but every once in a while, you'll meet someone in your life, and you'll go, "She just has such a pure heart." Mm-hmm. What could be a What could be a more wonderful thing than to be a human being with a pure heart? Can you think of anything more wonderful than to have a pure heart? I mean, it's all to have over a pure heart and be rich. To have a I pure don't heart think you can rich. see that keeps you I from having a pure heart there, there. Buddy. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you can have those two things. <laughs> It's all over you scripture, know? you know, this business yeah. of having a pure heart. But yeah, I'm with Lamar. I don't think if you, you can have a pure heart and be rich. Unless maybe you've won the lottery or sold your cow for some magic beans or I'm not sure what. Because I think the getting rich takes the pure off your heart. So here well, are some signs. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. Here are some signs that you are pure of heart. So you can at least aspire, right? Number one, you smile a lot. People with Mm -hmm. pure hearts smile a lot. Number two, your generosity has no strings attached. You really do give without the expectation of receiving anything, including credit for it. Mm. Oh, that caused me so much pain to have to say. Mm. How about mm. a, just a little bit of credit? Just mm. acknowledgement. Uh, number three, you're respectful, which means you mm. respect not just the people you agree with, but you respect the right of the people you disagree with to live their whole lives, even though you don't agree with them. That one's hard. Number four, you forgive easily. Number five, mm-hmm. you get mad. But you can't stay mad. You're just not good at staying mad. That's one thing that your wife has. Like your wife is not good at staying mad, Bob. Um, no, it's a blessing. Six, <laughs> it's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> number six, a sign of a pure heart is their happiness is your happiness. Seeing other people happy makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Number seven, mm-hmm. you're helpful. Number eight, you're an optimist. The glass is half full. You're always looking for that silver lining. That's a sign of a pure mm-hmm. heart. Number nine, you're trustworthy. Someone mm-hmm. says, I need you to keep this. You do. Um, number 10, you're generous. Now, remember about being generous without strings attached. You're generous mm-hmm. with not just money and stuff, but you're generous with your time and attention. Number 11, you're humble. Number 12, you're honest. Number 13, you're not judgmental. That's part of that respectful thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't understand the way y'all live in, and I don't share that, but you do you, right? Number 14, you're accountable. 
which means you take responsibility for your actions. Um, number 15, you have emotional intelligence. You're empathetic. You try to put yourself in other people's shoes and understand how they may be feeling. Number 16, you're resilient. Nobody's life is a cakewalk. Everybody's got stuff. Some people have harder stuff than, than you or I will ever understand, right? And sometimes you have harder stuff than anybody can understand, but you don't allow it to crush and destroy you. You, you keep in there. Number 17, you're a good listener. People with a pure heart are good listeners. Number 18, oh, there's an you awful have, lot of things. There's an awful lot of things to have a pure heart. I, I don't there's only a couple spend. more. Well, you, you don't really? have to have all of them. Okay. You don't have to have all oh, of them. Okay. Cause I got Number about, eight. there's about a third that I ain't hitting on. <laughs> Number 18, you have childlike energy. You know, you're enthusiastic and curious and joyful and positive and the world mm -hmm. fills you with excitement and wonder. Number 19, mm -hmm. this is going to get in all of our way here. You think before you speak. And number <laughs> 20, number 20, a big sign of a pure heart is having a good sense of humor. Because when you have a good sense of humor, you share the gift and joy of laughter with other people. And it helps you connect with other people on a deep level. And they yeah. feel seen and understood. So there are the 20 signs that you have a pure heart. And as okay. I was reading through this, um, uh -huh. yesterday afternoon, I thought, you know, I know a lot of people that have a pure heart. What a, what a cool thing that is like to, to walk around in the world feeling like, you know, a lot of people with a pure heart. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was know, upsetting um, about this to you? I know your voice so well and your face. About a third. Yeah. Here's what I feel. Um, the, about a third of them, uh, the ones that I, uh, fail at, I don't fail at completely. It's just like, I'm light pure in those areas you know <laughs> moderately I'm pure. pure i'm moderately pure. pure right so i'm not evil but perhaps i'm just not embracing it quite as much the whole thing about you know forgiving forever you know, i do kind of struggle with i try though and some people i can't forgive but it's a matter it's a matter of uh intensity you know it's very hard for me to forgive Sweaty, right? Because he just drove me crazy for no reason whatsoever. But don't you think that Sweaty having to be Sweaty is its own punishment? Like, oh, what more could you inflict that. on Sweaty that he hasn't oh, inflicted yeah. on himself just by being himself? Hey, if you forgive Sweaty, he'll quit driving you crazy. Yeah, yeah well, people I don't... tell me that. I know. Just let it go. Just send him off into the universe. I've got to oh, practice no, no, I, that more. Hey, Lamar, <laughs> Lamar, yeah. you don't you don't know sweaty. There's nothing <laughs> that would keep sweaty from driving a person crazy. <laughs> thank you. No amount That's of forgiveness why, keeps sweaty. Thank you. That's go why we've been back together. Let me get this. Let me get this posted up on Facebook. Because even if you're feeling like Grinchy McGrumble face and you read this and you realize, oh, my heart is purer than I thought. And I know people with a pure heart. Life is not so terrible. 
It's Bob and Sherry. Don't miss Bob and Sherry's annual tree lighting on Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern during happy hour. Join Bob, Sherry, Max, Lamar, Heather, and Doc for a Facebook Live event full of holiday cheer. Plus, we'll be giving five lucky winners a holiday gift box that includes surprises from Check Feather and Down Company, Deanna Bean Children's Books, and more. Tis the season to celebrate with your online family at Bob and Sherry's Tree Lighting Happy Hour, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Hi, I'm First Lieutenant Courtney Brummel with the 39th IBCT station in Grafenbier, Germany. And I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to my family. I love you guys and I'll see you soon. Here's Bob and Sherry. I would like to bring up two things that I'm very serious about that I uh, really think everybody needs to pay attention to. So here's the first one. I just saw this on CBS News the other night. Loneliness can be as bad as smoking for your health. And then they had all of these things you can do. Join a club, a bike club, you know, a chess club. Get around people because if you're alone all the time, it is it is not good for your health. And I bring it up because I think most of our listeners here in the Bob and Sherry Show are not lonely. They're involved, but there are probably some that are. And if you know of somebody, especially this time of the year, who seems to be alone all the time, could be an elderly person, could be a person with issues, call them up at least. If they, this article said even a phone call is, is uh, something that will be uplifting for folks that are very, very lonely. So I would encourage all of us, I'm going to do it myself with a person I know, and I hope everybody else does too. And the other thing that uh, I want to bring up is, I saw the ad the other day on TV. I cannot believe that Lunchables are still a thing. I just, I don't, I, I've looked at them. The ex used to give them to my kids and I'd say, this is, it's it's a piece of cheese and a cracker and some sauce they're, they're calling pizza sauce. It is not pizza sauce. It's just some chemical stuff on a cracker. That is not, how can they call it Lunchables? That is not lunch. If you want to call it a snackable, okay, it's not a lunch. And that's how I feel about that. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Thank you for taking am, a stand. Thank you for being you. fearless and bold enough yeah. to take a yeah. firm stand. No I'm not alone. I'm, I'm not watchable. alone. I got heads nodding. I got heads nodding right now. So there it is. Uh, call up somebody who might be lonely and for, for heaven's sakes, just go give them an apple. It's Bob and take Sherry. Take them a lunchable. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Tell us about your fun little holiday couple thingy that you do, Susan. Well, my husband and I have been exchanging the same fruitcake. This year it will be 17 years. Literally, it's the same cake? The same cake. (laughs) It is a long rectangle fruitcake, like a brick. (laughs) Is it uh, Claxton from Claxton, Georgia? Claxton fruitcake? I don't know. I'm not sure where it's That's That's the famous one. Oh, I don't know. Wow, I got seven... it in '93 when we were dating, <laughs> and it hasn't—it hasn't disintegrated or molded up or anything. No, well, we keep it in the freezer, and it is a fruit cake. You never know <laughs> with a fruit cake what's going to happen. But we leave it in the freezer all year, and then Christmas Eve, whoever's turn it is to give the fruit cake, we'll wrap it up and put it under the tree. So Christmas morning, it's still kind of frozen and squishy, and um, we unwrap it every year. So. What, what do you do then? You unwrap it and the two of you just kind of look at it and then you look at each other and you laugh? Yep, and then put it back in the freezer. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> it's still good. We, we were um, 
we were dating and and he had picked me up you know to go out and he yeah. said that he had my christmas present in the car and it smelled fruity in there i think he had a pack of gum or something uh-huh. so i teased him about it. i said what did you get me a fruit cake and and went on and on about it and and um and he didn't, you know, we just laughed or whatever. So that year I bought the fruitcake and wrapped it up for him. And so I thought that was the end of it until the next year when I got it back. Wow. I think this is great. Yeah. You know, that fruitcake has lasted longer, no offense, longer than both of Sherry's marriages. <laughs> no. Yeah, wow. No. <laughs> and it's almost as cold. <laughs> <laughs> and almost as nutty. <laughs> We're done here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. But I'm sorry I said that, baby. Your face went long. I, I was just making it. Well, joke. you know, I'm just yeah. I'm just reeling sorry. from my I'm just reeling from my older brother's visit in which he said to me, So, sure. You got what? Three cats now? Two ex husbands? <laughs> and you know, you never really want to observe it yourself observe yourself bob and i have made a lifestyle out of not facing the truth that's right and there are things you know and and it's worked out great for us y'all should try it and as he said this my kids and i are in snuggies or slankets in our case so i'm in my slanket discussing my three cats my two (laughs) ex-husbands I am, Let's take another call and just I get off this subject. I am this, this close to taking up bingo. Hi, Diane. Diane hi. How are you? Diane. <laughs> She's ticklish. She's jerking us around. She's jerking us around. Diane, do you want to talk or do you want to just giggle and we'll come back okay. to you? You want to talk? I've, I've been married since I was 18. Mm-hmm. I'm 52. He's 60. Mm-hmm. Every year, he unwraps me underneath the Christmas tree. Watch out now. <laughs> Heads up. The wow. Christmas tree went up yesterday. Mm-hmm. You wrap yourself and then he unwraps you? Well, see, it just, you know, depends on what I have on. And he, you know, it's like a game. It's like, you know, he takes it off and we just, you know, do it underneath the Christmas tree. Okay, well, that got right to it there, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell, tell you. you what, Diane. Yeah, she doesn't mince words. <laughs> We just do it. We just fornicate. <laughs> yeah, we just, right, right, right there under the tree. Right underneath that star. You saw um, mommy kissing Santa Claus. It goes a little further at our yeah, house. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, so you've been married since you were 18. Yes. Um, oh. I started dating him when I was 15. Now, I asked there, our other caller. years of marriage. I asked the other caller what was the secret of her 16-year marriage. And she said, uh, ignoring that he's always wrong. Yeah, she needs patience with him. What's the secret of a 32-year marriage? Or more, 34 years. Yes, 34. Um, We're just, I don't know, so in sync. We hardly ever argue. He's just, he's like my perfect mate. He was my next-door neighbor. He was the boy next door? Uh, yes, he asked me to marry him the first time when I was four years old on my tricycle. Oh, I can't this is so sweet. stand how cute and romantic this is. Do you have children with him? Yes, we do. We have two children. That's fantastic. Well, you have a Merry Christmas, and it seems like you do every single year. You know what? That's the best tradition that I've heard. Absolutely. Maybe it's because I'm a guy, but that's... What a great way to end this segment right there.
After all the, how many did you say, 34 years? 34 years. And he's still unwrapping her. Hi, I'm Star First Class Fishburn. I'm a 12 Hotel, a construction engineer, supervisor. I would like to give a great shout out to my mom, the most amazing mom in the world. Go Birds, I'll be home soon. Here's Bob and Sherry. I keep meaning to ask Lamar about this because his daughter lives in Japan with her husband and children. And it is, um, it is tradition in many Japanese families to have Kentucky Fried Chicken for a Christmas dinner. So um, Kentucky Fried Chicken um, ran a marketing campaign in Japan back in like the mid-1970s. And they this slogan, because turkey and fried chicken were not like at all foods that the Japanese people ate. Like, you know, turkey's a very American thing. It's hard for Americans living overseas to even find a turkey if they want to do one for Thanksgiving or Christmas. That's how American it is. Yeah, Yeah. it's super American. And Christmas is also not really an official holiday in Japan either. But KFC decided once they had a foothold in Japan that they wanted to um, see if they couldn't create a new tradition. So they ran a marketing campaign in 1974 that said Kentucky for Christmas. I could try to say it in J- Japanese, but I know I'll butcher it. Kurisumasu niwa Kentucky. Anyway, it began yeah, a tradition. Right Does that sound close? It began yeah, a tradition. Yeah, yeah. And now it is customary on December 25th for Japanese families to have a big old bucket of KFC and a special <laughs> cake. Does that sound like anything your daughter's experienced, Lamar? No, she she's. I asked her about this not too long ago, and it is a thing. And in fact, it's such a big thing you have to pre-order. I mean, you have to pre-order. It's a, it's a big thing. But her husband's family very traditional in all the things that they do. Um, Kaylee had to beat them over the head with it to get them to start doing Halloween. They don't do Halloween in Japan. She does. She has a Halloween party and the whole the whole deal. But as far as like uh, traditional stuff, no, nah, they don't. They don't. They're really funny about what they eat. They eat traditional Japanese food. Um, they're very suspect about fried food. When I was over there, we had we went out and ate steak one night, and they wanted to buy us uh, something. To, they want to feed us dinner on the last night. They wanted to just send food over. And they said, what do you want? And Kaylee said, well, I'm sure they'll want steak. And they were just puzzled. They said, why would anybody eat steak in <laughs> twice in one week? Wow. I, ate it twice in one, I ate it twice in one day. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's interesting. That's yeah. really Yeah, so they're very so- traditional, yeah. Yeah. So tell me yeah. about tell me about Kaylee's Halloween. Like, how, did she have to explain oh. the whole thing to her she friends? It, yeah, the first year it, it took a little, but uh, she gays got two sisters and, and 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 a brother, and they all have kids. So once she explained the whole costume thing, oh, the kids were in. They were in. And then once she explained to the school, uh, uh, the other kid, her kids her friends after about two years, it is a big, big deal. They all dress up. They all, you know, but it's just them because nothing else is happening in Japan. Uh, They haven't taken that in, but she has brought it to their household. And so they all have costumes and they have the whole bobbing for app. They do the whole thing. They do the whole thing. That's really cool. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing that she, because her Christmas tradition 
is not KFC. That's why they don't do that. Right. Yeah. That's not yeah, a tradition yeah. she's jumped on. No, no, it's not. And she gave parents are very healthy eaters. You know, it's they, they, they're very, mm-hmm. very healthy eaters. So for them to eat <laughs> Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. They would never do it, but it is a big deal. And let me tell you something. When you're driving down the street in Japan, you see Kentucky fried chicken and pizza hut very, very often. Those are two really? major, major, two major things over there. Now, uh, pizza over there. One of their big deals is with pizza is mayonnaise. They put mayonnaise on the pizza. Instead of topping. tomato sauce? No, no, no. As a topping. No, as a topping. Oh, okay. So it's it's tomato sauce and cheese and like, I don't know, pepperoni and mayonnaise. Yeah. And then they'll put fish, you know, they'll put raw fish. They'll put all, you know, I mean, they incorporate it. I, sure I You know, I, I want to be an adventurous eater, but I don't want mayonnaise <laughs> on pizza. How about you, Bob? No, no it's yeah. horrible. I'd rather not have the pizza. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm surprised about the Halloween thing because, you know, the Japanese have co-opted so much of American yeah. culture, whether it's clothing or our music and all of that uh, yeah. over the uh, over the and, decades. That's, and vice that's versa. Surprising. I mean, yeah, look true. at us with Pokemon oh, yeah. and sushi and gaming. I mean, there's so many things that that we've borrowed. Well, I guess if you're listening to us in Japan, we do have listeners in Japan. I don't know if you knew that, Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to us right now in Nagasaki, you best get your KFC order in. Who knew <laughs> that you had to pre-order the Colonel for Christmas? It's Bob and Sherry. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. I've read a really interesting article from a divorce lawyer in New York talking about why so many marriages are failing. Like right now, 22% of marriages are failing within the first five years. This lawyer, his reasons for why marriages are not making it, making a go of it is going to tick some of you off. And it's really going to tick some of you off. But I was thinking about this article because we'd gotten. I'm glad you saved it for this time of the year. I did. Yeah. It's it's the happiest time of the year. Um, We got a a talkback message from one of our listeners. Check this out. Hi, Bob and Sherry. This is Shannon. I'm the scientist you talk to sometimes. Um, I am a little bit behind on my podcasts. I just listened to part of the November 8th podcast. You had Miranda talking about, and Sherry was talking about why they are not great girlfriends or spouses. And I think the thing that some people don't understand is that men have been allowed to treat their spouses as a house manager and as a sex machine and all of these things that men want to the detriment of women's own needs and wants. And so women then don't want to do that. They are considered hard to be with. So I think that's definitely part of the discussion as well. Love the show. Bye. So Shannon, you nailed it. According to this divorce lawyer, his name is Dennis uh, Vertrano and he's based out of New York. And he said, um, the biggest reason that marriages are failing is women are being made to take on too many roles. Women take the bulk of parenting responsibilities while also working full time cooking meals every night, taking care of housework, dealing with all the uh, school paperwork and all of the drama about kids. And he said, women are tired. And of course they're tired. And while it's impossible to split everything 50-50 all the time, if you're watching and you know in your heart 
that she's doing way more than you are, buddy, I wouldn't get too comfortable, according to this lawyer. And he said that everything, everything is falling onto women. So many women are living in these really lopsided relationships where they're working all day and then they're responsible for the lion's share of what happens in the home. And the reason for this imbalance, according to another divorce lawyer, is that it's all rooted in these very antiquated notions of what marriage is supposed to be. And this is not all men and not all women. So we can go ahead and skip that part of the conversation. It's not all men. It's not all women. But a lot of people grew up watching their mothers take care of their fathers, the children, and the house. And not only were the boys watching this, but the daughters were watching it too. And then women grow up to become primary caregivers, not only for children, but for husbands. And if you have a partner who says, yeah, but I help, I help with this and I help with that. According to this lawyer, you don't have a partner. You have a fully grown additional child. Because it's your house to your kids to your family to your marriage to, and your job is not to help her. Your job is to be a full partner in that. And here's now where it gets tricky for women. Um, it's not enough to accept or expect help. Sometimes you have to ask for it because we've all grown up in this world where we, we have these ideas about what people's jobs are. And according to this divorce lawyer, he says, the women I talk to who come into this office are overworked, overwhelmed, and completely exhausted. And they think the only way out is a divorce because they are so tired of having all of the responsibility. And there's even, I've seen it, it's viral on TikTok and I've seen it show up on a couple of the other social platforms. This idea of being a married single parent. Ouch. Boy, does that resonate for a lot of us. So there you go. That, according to these divorce lawyers, that is the number one reason the 22% of marriages don't make it to the five-year anniversary because women are like, mm, this noise, I'm exhausted. If I'm going to work it's this hard and have to do everything, I'm going to be on my own. It's surprising and yet it's not surprising. It's surprising because I think basically as a society, we know this, and yet we continue, at least some of us, to move toward having a relationship that more likely resembles something from 1955. And it ain't 1955. Yeah. And I do think, uh, you know, guys have got to step up. There's, if you want to, you know, make her happy, I've got to step up. But I also think that women sometimes marry what they know. And, you oh, know, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Do. Yeah. And it may not be the best thing for you, but it's what you know. It's it's how your father or your first husband acted. Here comes another guy. I know how to do this because I've done it before. Rather than saying, uh-uh, I want a clean break. Can you be this kind of a partner? Dude, it's so true. I mean, I was raised to be a traditional Italian housewife. And yeah, I am. Yeah. But I'm all these other things, too, and I'm tired. And I know it's early, but is it 
Time for a drink yet. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. A lot of people don't know who a guy named Cliff Richard is. He was the Elvis of England. He's still around. He's probably in his upper 70s, maybe even 80 years old. They have loved him uh, forever in England, but maybe he's a little too grumpy these days. He has a new book out. And he has said in the book that punk rock was a racket. He didn't want to have his picture taken meeting Elvis because Elvis was too fat. The Beatles, when he first heard them, he said they were dreadful. And Adele, he went after Adele because she postponed her Las Vegas residency at the 11th hour. He said, yeah, she's good. She's never sung a bad note. But I grew up with Ella Fitzgerald, Etta James, and Aretha Franklin. And Adele just doesn't do it for me the way they did. The name of the book is A Head Full of Music. I think they should rename it. I I tell you where my head is, if I could. Um, (laughs) Why Why do so many of us turn into such grumps? Oh, my gosh. You know what I think a lot of it is? I swear, I read this when Barbara Streisand's book came out. She was told by the editor that you have to have quite a few pages with blood on them. That was what the editor's words were. We need blood on the pages or we can't sell the book. And you see it time after time, whether it's a rock star, you know, who did a lot of drugs, blood on the pages, whether it's a a movie star who slept with half of Hollywood, blood on the pages. And I think that's what this is. Because how do you go after Adele? Here's the thing he says. She's never sung a wrong note, but she doesn't do it for me. Okay, like I feel that way about Miracle Whip. <laughs> like, did, right. did, you need, exactly. did you need to say it? Like, like yeah, who cares, I know right? It. I know it. A head full of music. A head of- he did have one hit in this country. That's true. Do you have it? That was it. One and done in the United States. Cliff Richard. It's Bob and Cherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.